praise God. <laughs> what a wonderful atmosphere. It's great to come to church. Praise God. I have to adjust uh, every weekend because uh, when I'm uh, at home in the Dallas area, uh, the church there only has one service. And then when I have most places have two services, then I have to adjust to the uh, the two services. <laughs> but I got a nap this afternoon. That, that makes up for it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. The Dallas Metroplex is so spread out. People, Some people in this church drive an hour to get there. So it's impossible to have Sunday morning service and expect them to go home, come back in the evening. And what an afternoon they have filled it full, starting with Sunday school at 1 until 2, every class, even in the auditorium. And then uh, they go uh, into an uh, actual worship service from 2 until any time you want to get through. Amen. And then when they're through, they can, they can go home. But I, I, I'm kind of the old school. I'm not adjusting to change, uh, you know. But uh, this is great. Sunday night crowd here tonight. And I commend this church for remembering uh, four years of Brother and Sister Beckton's pastoring here. And I appreciate uh, Brother David Beckton, his good wife Cindy, his children, uh, Shelley and her husband and family and Britt. Uh, he kind of looked over that way when he said about making them go to church. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. But you, you've done a great thing. And then, then with the reception tonight, uh, you just don't ever go wrong in honoring the man of God. Praise God. And we honor Brother and Sister Adcox. God bless them and the work that they did here for many years. And for all of you who have made this your church home, Praise God. And uh, so wherever that accordion is, I'll try it out tonight in the uh, time of, uh, of uh, refreshments back there. Maybe it'll be refreshing to you if you've never seen one. <laughs> uh, there's a little story about that accordion. You see, my parents, it was just my brother and I, and they, they believed that what they did for one, they'd do for the other. Uh, they they didn't show any partiality, and uh, so my brother began to want a bicycle. And uh, of course, those were the days when uh, money wasn't as prevalent as it is, and I think he could get a bicycle for twenty five dollars, good bicycle. And uh, so my my folks uh, gave me the choice. I wanted an accordion, and a little 12-bass accordion cost $25. And the problem was he got his bicycle first. And when I saw him riding off on it, I almost gave in and said, get me a bicycle. But I held out and got that little 12-bass accordion that's been many years ago and began to take private lessons on that accordion. I took lessons for about three years on the accordion so but for years we had the use of one but they faded out and uh, pianos will never fade out we like these electronic instruments but uh, 
pianos are still around and you have a nice one in the back and I'll, I'll play that in a little while. Praise God. So how great the Lord is in this day and time to give us the blessings that he gives us. My, this choir has sung, sung. The musicians have played and I've so enjoyed being here. Nice, lovely room and a nice fruit basket in that room. And uh, everything's just been wonderful. I'm so happy that I could come and be here for this day. Let's let's not lose now that point of worship. Amen. Praise God. Let's lift our hands once again. Worship the Lord. How important it is. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. You know, uh, I, I am excited about aging. There's nothing wrong with aging, except you wake up with a new pain every day. But I have so many memories, just knowing people like the Adcocks and, and people all over the United States and around the world. Uh, just wonderful memories. I don't regret a day of the life that I've lived. Just looking forward to God extending it as long as he wants to. Praise God. And, 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 and get excited about living for God because it is exciting. Now, let me tell you something. In the makeup of this auditorium, it's, it's similar to any kind of auditorium, whether it's civic or political or, or theater, uh, in that uh, you think that you are the audience, but you're not the audience. No, God is the audience. Yeah. Amen. And, and he, is, he is warning you not to, to perform in the manner that we think of performing. But he looks down and is gratified when he, as the audience, is bestowed the blessings and the praise and the worship that we give to him. He'll give us an encore tonight. Amen. He'll clap for us greatly if we will give him everything that we have. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, I was preaching uh, in one of our churches you know, on the Sunday morning. They, they said they're going to have the children come up from the basement and they, where they had children's church, and, and they're going to sing for us. So they came and lined up all across the front, and the teachers led them in their little songs, and they did so well, and, and they were going to go back down to have children's service, and and the Sunday school teacher or the teacher of the, of the children's church said, uh, we have one little girl that's taking piano. And uh, if you don't mind, we'd like for her to go and, and, and play something on the piano. Well, she was a tiny little girl. And her fingers weren't very long. And she had just started taking for a few months. And she went over to the piano and she sat down and she began to play. And it, it, was, it was all right. And when she finished, the, the children all went back downstairs for the children's church. 
And then the, the person in charge of the service said, you know, I thought that little girl did real good, but when I looked at Brother Beckton and the look on his face when she'd hit a wrong note, and I, I really didn't realize that I was doing that. Uh, but it taught me a lesson. It really taught me a lesson. Don't let your face your face express what you you might feel watch watch how you look <laughs> but anyway the the thing that it really got me was when that little girl went to that piano her mother and dad brought every camera that they could find they had a polaroid they had a 35 millimeter they had a movie camera and every little move she made was being recorded because to them it was the greatest thing that ever happened. And I thought, oh God, we may not do it just right. And sometimes we may hit some wrong notes. But you're taking our picture. You think we are the greatest. We're your children. Hallelujah. And we're, we're going to just give our whole self to you. Just take all the pictures you want, God. Amen. But you must remember that he's doing that. And so you sit with a scowl on your face or you sit without any joy in your heart. That's going to be recorded. Like that mother and dad recorded that little girl in her piano playing. Now, no doubt today she's a great musician. But that day she wasn't. Amen. In my opinion. <laughs> And someday you, I felt so great about this young man today, given his testimony, only been here seven or eight months. Wasn't that great? Amen. That was just wonderful. Amen, amen. And he's right here on the front seat. Hey, somebody said, uh, the pastor kept referring to him as a new convert. And he said, uh, how long am I going to be a new convert? How long are you going to call me a new convert? He said, just forget about it. He said, always be because whenever you get out and dance and do something I can always say hey he's just a new convert well we old timers have lost the new convert attitude remember when you got the Holy Ghost and everything was great you couldn't hardly wait to dance <laughs> amen amen I danced so hard at the East Coast Conference a few months ago until I have got Achilles heel tendonitis and so I can't dance on but one foot. Amen. But I can do that. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. I got a little cast. So, and the only thing that's really helped me is, you know, when I get to ready to board the plane, they say, anybody out here that, that needs a little extra time? <laughs> so I go and I say, hey, I've got a cast on my ankle here. Oh, go right ahead. Go right ahead. <laughs> get right in there. Amen. Praise God. But I'm not going to let anything bother me or hinder me. I love the Lord. He is so great. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. However, tonight I'm going to preach to you in a little different way. Amen. Is this, this working? I, I won't move a whole lot. Praise God. Right, all right. Praise God. Got it. I'm not even going to ask you to stand because I'm not going to read a text. I'm going to use some scripture tonight, but uh, uh, the customary way to start a message, and I know that, a 
after all the many years I've preached. Read a text. Preach for it. But I'm, I'm, uh, just, just be patient with me a few minutes here. Amen. Uh, I love to play tapes when I'm riding in the car. I hardly ever play them any other time. But a long trip. And I was riding one day, and, and I stuck a tape in of one of our families that had a family uh, quartet. or they, they sang as a family. It was the Hudspeth family from Oklahoma. The Hudspeth died instantly a few weeks ago, and he's a brother to the one that pastors in Shreveport. Got a great family. And, and, and let me tell you how, how it happened. This is not what I'm going to tell you about him, but I, you need to hear this. He and his wife on a Saturday was practicing a song to sing at a funeral. Maybe you've heard this. And they were going to sing, I bowed on my knees and cried holy. And as they were practicing it, one of the verses says, I want to see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Mark, Luke, and Timothy. But best of all, I want to see Jesus. And when he said Jesus, he fell dead. Can you imagine? I want to see Jesus and just killed over with a heart attack. Do you know that? I mean, you know the, you know him, but uh, you didn't know that that's the way. He was singing. They were practicing uh, uh, that song, and when he got to that, that that would be wouldn't that would be a wonderful memory for his family that he was singing. I want to see Jesus. Ah, ah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. There's not a better way to go than that, amen. But the family, their family was singing. If you've ever heard the Hudspeth family, they are great. I'm sure they're still singing. But uh, uh, I, I, they, they were singing, and I wasn't paying a lot of attention to what they were singing. But then when they started this song, this particular song, I stopped every thought that I had, and I listened carefully. And so let me read you. It's not an old hymn. I don't know how long or how old it is, but when they started singing this, it did something to me. And it goes like this. I'm not going to sing. I'm going to read it to you. Whenever I stand before my maker, and the book is opened wide, where the deeds of men, both good and bad, are recorded there inside, there won't be a sinful way beside my name or a time when I let him down for the precious blood of Jesus kept my wrongs from being found. Ah, God. Oh, though the pages have been stained by the blood he shed for me, praise God, I can't see them, neither can he. What's been forgiven is forgotten never possible to see blood-stained pages stained by blood shed for me ah. you know I, I couldn't wait till I got home and got that tape out because I wanted to write all of those words and you can't 
back and forth it in the car very good. So I, 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 I played it over and over and over. And the last verse says, whenever I stand in weight of judgment to account for all my sins and the diary of the life I've led is the evidence brought in, there won't be any need of that log of deeds, no conviction handed down for the precious blood of my Jesus kept my faults from being found. Now, I can't say it any better than that. That's the reason why I wanted to read it to you. The blood, the precious blood of Jesus. You know, there is a computer program called Quick Verse. It's a Bible program. And I'm not computer literate. I don't know a lot about a computer, and I've only heard this. They say with that program, you can put one word out of the Bible in to that computer and it can tell you exactly how many times that word is found in the scripture. So somebody put the word sin in and it came up immediately that it's in the scripture 457 times. Then they decided to put the word blood in and guess what? It came up 457 times. There's enough blood for any sin. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Amen, amen. Thank God for the blood. The blood. One of our young ministers called Brother Barnes one time. Of course, you know Brother Barnes is, is just really a prophet and a great man of God. And this young minister called him and said, Brother Barnes, I need to know how to get more power. And... Brother Barnes said, I can tell you how to get it. Get a fresh revelation of the blood. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. And, and you know, we need a fresh revelation of the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. And, and you know, in the court of, uh, of uh, trial courts nowadays, there's, there is the defendant and there's the prosecutor, the district attorney perhaps, and there's the defense attorney. And, and uh, the trial is all about evidence. If that prosecutor uh, that's trying to get that man convicted can put enough evidence on the table and convince the jury of what this man has done, they can come back with a, a guilty verdict. But if that defense attorney can go against all of that prosecutor's uh, rather uh, evidence and come up with more evidence that he's not guilty, then the job is done and the jury comes back and says the man is not guilty. And so it amounts to this. The evidence, amen, needs to be eliminated for the man to be free. The evidence of our lives need to be eliminated for us to go free. Hallelujah. And if the defense, amen, can eliminate all the evidence, the jury will not convict. And where there is no evidence, there will be no conviction. Amen. Praise God. And the scripture tells us that all we like sheep have gone astray. If we were all given our just dues, we would all go to hell. Amen. Praise God. There's none good. No, not one. But Jesus went to Calvary and shed that precious blood. And by the shedding of that blood, he eliminated 
all of the evidence. And all you have to do is repent and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and you become a brand new creature in Christ Jesus. Woo, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Well, let's give him a good Hallelujah, hallelujah, amen. Hebrews, the 8th chapter and the 12th verse said, For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. And Psalms 103 and 12 says, As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgression from us. I'm so glad he didn't say as far as the north is from the south. You can measure that, but you can't measure the east and the west. Amen. When he gets around so far, it becomes west, but then it becomes east again. And it's just, he said, as far as the east is from the west. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let me, uh, uh, you, you know, there's a great theological subject that uh, a good teacher could spend hours on this particular subject. I'm not going to spend hours on it, and I'm not uh, a good teacher. But anyway, I can tell you in a few words exactly what it means and that is the theological subject justification amen and the word justified means it's as though you had never sinned hallelujah praise God and some of you people that have lived for God for a long time and you repented of some some kind of real sin a lot of sin amen you know the devil is a daily accuser of the brethren and he'll try to bring up that past and make you feel so badly but all you have to do is say hey satan i'm born again i'm a brand new creature in christ jesus hallelujah and God doesn't remember that past, and I'm not going to remember it either. It's all under the blood. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. The blood. The precious blood. Hallelujah. I plead the blood. Amen. 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 Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, God. He can cast them into the sea of forgetfulness to remember them against us no more. And Jesus Christ eliminates the evidence. He who knew no sin was made sin. Amen. He never was a liar, but became a liar for every person that ever told a lie or ever will tell one. He wasn't a thief, but he became a thief. He wasn't an adulterer, but he became an adulterer. He wasn't a pervert, but he became a pervert for every person that, that went that direction. Amen. And I want you to know when he was made sin, he took care of all the evidence. And if you're here tonight and you have evidence of sin in your life, the blood of Jesus Christ can cover you tonight in this service. Or if you do know the Lord, you can be reminded that you are a brand new creature and he doesn't remember them against you anymore. That's enough to shout about. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Paul said it like this. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were 
some of you. But ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified. Remember the meaning of that word. But ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, God is not wanting to send our and he doesn't send anybody to hell. If you go to hell, it's going to be your own fault. He wants to save everybody. The scripture said, The Lord is not slack concerning his promises. Some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That's it. Repent. Amen. And Every once in a while, we all have to repent over and over again. Amen. If it's not sins of commission, it may be sins of omission. Amen. Oh, yeah, I repent. Hallelujah. I don't believe you've got to sin a little bit every day, as some denominations teach. But I believe there are times when we have to call a complete repentance. Amen. Hallelujah. Everybody here needs to repent. Amen. Because you might not have done what you should have done. Or you might have done something that you should not have done. And repentance is the way out to get it all covered by the blood. Amen. 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 The sweetest word in our vocabulary is forgiven. Amen. I learned that as a child before I ever ever received the, the experience of new birth. One day I told my mother a story. It wasn't a real bad story, but I told her a story. I couldn't sleep that night. I wasn't but about eight, nine years old. And I, I, I'd done you, I, I rolled and tossed and I, I couldn't sleep. And finally I just got up and went into their bedroom and I called out, Mother, Mother. She thought I was sick. What's the matter? What's the matter? What's the matter? I said, Oh, I'm not, I, I'm feeling all right, Mother. I, I, I just told you a story today. Will you forgive me? Well, she said, sure. She didn't even ask me what the story was about. Going back to bed, she said. I went back to bed and went sound asleep immediately because forgiveness is wonderful. Don't leave here with any kind of unrepented object in your life. And you know, when I was growing up, I not only liked to learn the accordion, and incidentally, I got the bicycle because he went off to, to school or something and I got that bicycle so I had the bicycle and the accordion but I also liked to skate you know those old loud roller skates and, and uh, I, I skated just hour after hour and I'd look for the smoothest sidewalk to skate on and one day I found it I'm telling you it was perfect and I was skating back and forth I was making so much noise until an elderly lady came out with a cane that she had to use to walk with and she waved her good hand and and indicating she wanted to tell me something. So I slowed down, and she said, Sonny boy, uh, my husband works at night, and he's trying to sleep. And said, he can't sleep as long as you're skating here. Would you mind going off somewhere else and skate? And uh, I can't believe I did it. But I threw my head back, and I said, this is public sidewalk, and I'll skate as long as I please. The bad part about it is she went to the same church that we did. <laughs> Amen. And I just knew she was going to tell my folks. But we went to church, got home. They didn't say anything about it. Church again, got home. No, they didn't say anything about it. Got, went to church again. Could it be she didn't tell them? 
and I took, took it as long as I could. And one night, one Sunday night, she left out a little early with that cane. And I'm telling you, I ran after her. She was halfway up the block when I caught hold of her arm. I said, oh, Sister Searles. Remember Sister Searles? Sister Searles, I'm so sorry I talked to you like I did. Will you please forgive me? She took that good arm and put it around my shoulder. And she said, well, sure, honey, I'll forgive you. My folks never did know it. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, you know, we have those in the church that like to tell what everybody does. But anyway, <laughs> she wasn't one of those. But that word, oh, yeah, I forgive you. I forgive you. But the greatest experience was when, as an 11-year-old child, I fell in the altar. Amen. Praise God. And I said, Jesus, I love you. And he said, Cleveland, I love you too. Amen. And it's been a love affair ever since when he forgave me of my sins. Hallelujah. Glory. Yeah, 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 yeah. Amen, 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 amen. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, I, I got to come on around here. Amen. We got something to do after the service. But hey, stay with me. I know you are. The blood, the blood. The precious blood. Yea, thank God for the blood. The blood. The blood. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. We have a great Bible teacher uh, among us. Uh, I'm not going to say his name, but he was. He's often used in Bible teaching at camp meetings and around. He is is just great. But one day, as, as he was teaching in a, a camp meeting. He, he, he was telling the, the group uh, about his young life and how that he came to God. And, and uh, uh, he said he was quite young when he came to God. He was dedicated and he was consecrated and, and he prayed a lot. And, but he said, one day I made a mistake. Now, he said it wasn't a moral, immoral mistake, but he knew God was displeased. So he said, I went to God and he said, I'm, God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I did this. Will you forgive me and take away my guilt? I promise you, God, that I will never do it again. And he said God forgave him, and he felt wonderful. He went about his way, but uh, some time went by, and he did the same thing over again. Amen. Well, he was shattered. He couldn't believe that after promising God, he had now done it again. So now he goes to bargain with God. And he says, God, if you will forgive me one more time, I promise you I will never do this thing again. Now, I wouldn't have prayed this part of the prayer. But he prayed this, and if I do, I want you to take my name out of the Lamb's book of life. God, that's some kind of prayer. But he said God forgave him. Felt wonderful. Got up, went about life. Time came and went. And one day, he did exactly the same thing again. Now, let me tell you this. You don't play with God like that. You don't just do it and do it over again, do it over again. And he was telling this for a reason. Amen. And he knew that that's not the way. The only thing that was in his favor was that you see, no man cometh to the Father except the Spirit draw him. And the Spirit was apparently continuing to draw him, even though he had prayed that kind of a prayer. But for a long while, he held back. But one day, he couldn't stand it any longer. Amen. Not being able to talk to God, not feeling his presence, not knowing him like he had known him. And it drove him, along with the Spirit drawing him, back to God. And he went as humbly as he knew how. 
And he said, Jesus, I've told you to take my name out of the Lamb's book of life if I ever did this again, and I have done it. But I am so miserable. If only I can have another chance. God, please forgive me. And he said, the Lord spoke to him and said, I do. You are forgiven. But God, he said, I did it. And he said, the Lord spoke to him again and said, no, you didn't. I have forgiven you and I don't remember it anymore. Wow. No, you didn't. You see, when you are forgiven, it's all in the past. It's as though you had never sinned. Oh, God. Amen. But he went on. He said, but God, I told you to take my name out of the Lamb's book of life. And he said, I, I, I meant it. And then he said, God spoke to him and said, well, I knew you were human and I didn't pay any attention to that prayer. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Oh, oh, some of our prayers, I, I know God hears, uh, but sometimes we may pray to the point where he doesn't even pay any attention to him. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 I got to hasten to a conclusion. Now, I, I, I started out in evangelistic work when I was just 17, and I traveled for about four years. And uh, I was only about a year in the evangelistic work when I got married. Uh, well, maybe a little longer than that, because I, I was 19 when I got married. So a little longer than a year. But anyway, uh, that's when you had service every night, every night, every night. No Monday nights off, no weekend revivals. It was every night. We were traveling in California for about... Uh, uh, nine months and and six months of that nine months we were in a service every single night we didn't miss a night we went to one place where the pastor said oh, well I, we take monday nights off you know they're just beginning to do that we said oh no 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 don't do that we build up the revival to sunday night and you take monday night off we got to start all over again on tuesday night don't do that god's not that fickle i know but that's what we thought but anyway uh in order to keep the crowd interested, along with the moving of the Spirit, and uh, we would announce what we was going to preach. And so the, 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 the sermon that would, at that time, get the attention. Come back tomorrow night. I'm going to preach on the unpardonable sin. And folks, there is no unpardonable sin. You know, when you title a message, that, that that's not even in the Bible. The unpardonable sin. When you title it like that, people get to thinking if they commit one kind of a sin that they have blasphemed God. And they lose hope. Let me let me give you what is really the the background of that particular title. And I've never used it again since. I don't ever preach on the unpardonable sin except to mention it like I'm doing it now. There is no unpardonable sin. Amen. Well, what is? And I know where it comes from. Look at it like this. And whosoever speaketh the word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world, neither in the world to come. That's where we get it. But doesn't it dawn on you that we don't believe in but one God, the Father, Son, the Holy Ghost, all three are one? And, 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 and Jesus is the Holy Ghost. Yet, if you speak a word against him, you would be forgiven. But if you speak against the Holy Ghost, you'd never be forgiven. Now, that doesn't sound right. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Okay, what, what is it then? Amen. 
And, and I know the word blaspheme is used there, but blaspheme means to abuse. So here's, here's what happens. If I, and I've already said, no man cometh to the Father except the Spirit draw him. When you have abused the Holy Ghost, you say, well, I've never said anything against it, or I've never said anything aloud. Your actions speak so loud that all heaven hears it. Every time you sit in a service like this or a revival meeting and don't do anything about it and walk out without doing something about it, amen, you are abusing the Holy Ghost. And there will come a time when you won't feel God. And when you can't feel God, you can't repent. And when you can't repent, you can't be forgiven. Any unrepented of sin is an unforgiven sin. So you don't want to sit and become hard. Enter into an area of past feeling where you just don't want to pray. And you can't pray. And when you can't say, God, I want you to forgive me then if you can't say that and you can't repent, you cannot be forgiven in this world or in the world to come. hope I haven't crossed any theological guidelines tonight. But that, that, that's what it has to be. Amen. That when a person abuses the Holy Ghost, and we've had people in our congregations that for years have literally abused the Holy Ghost. I know of several that never bowed their knee, died lost without God. Yeah, if they committed an unpardonable sin, it was because they never did come to seek the Lord while he may be found and call upon him while he is near. Amen, amen, amen. And so what needs to happen is just like the song, though the pages have been stained by the blood he shed for me, praise God, I can't see them, neither can he. What's been forgiven? Yeah, yeah, it has to be forgiven. And that only comes when you repent. And if you repent, he is just and faithful and merciful to forgive. He's not willing that any should perish. And if you will repent, amen, what's been forgiven is forgotten. Never possible to see blood-stained pages shed for my blood shed for me. Amen. And there's another song that just came out recently, or I just heard it not too long ago. And it goes like this. The courtroom doors were opened, and I was ushered through. How the years of sin had pulled me. It was time to pay my dues. I heard the crashing of the gavel and the judge looked straight at me. I only had one answer when he asked, how do you plead? I plead the blood. Hallelujah. On my behalf, I plead the blood on all my past. I knew I was guilty as I stood before the judge. He questioned me, how do you plead? I said, I plead the blood. My God. Oh. And the next verse says, There was silence in the courtroom as they checked their notes again. Soon the prosecution, he read a list of all my many sins. As he asked for an explanation to admit those sins were mine, I breathed the name of my Jesus and said, I'll tell you one more time. I plead the blood. 
Amen, amen, amen. Somebody needs to plead the blood tonight. Amen. I'm telling you, I don't care what has happened in the past, what's guilt, what you're guilty of, you can be forgiven, amen, of every sin that you have ever committed. I close with this, amen. The pastor was sitting on the platform. He saw a man come in that was troubled, had a terrible look on his face. The service came to an end, and the pastor invited anyone to come down and be prayed for. And this man, with a troubled look on his face, came down. And, and told the pastor that he could not be saved. And the pastor asked, well, why? Why can't you be saved? He said, I was connected with the mafia. I was the hit man. I killed many people. I cannot be forgiven. And the pastor thought, as that man was standing there telling him this, the pastor even thought, no, if you've done all of that, you can't be saved. But the man began to weep and he fell down on his knees. And as the pastor was musing over the fact that he couldn't be saved, the man repented and began to speak in tongues. Hallelujah. Praise God. There's nobody that can't be saved. Amen. 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 I said I was closing with that, but I'm closing with this. When God writes his laws, he writes them in stone. Amen. The Ten Commandments, the tables of stone. But he, when he writes your sins, he writes them in sand. You remember the woman taken in adultery? He wrote them in material that could easily be washed or removed or erased. Amen. And that's the way he feels about you tonight. Amen. His laws are in stone, but your sins... He writes in sand because he wants to remit them. My God, my God, for a reason, for a purpose. I don't know what it is, but as I prayed this afternoon, I prayed, oh God, I don't know who's going to be there. I wouldn't know them from anyone else in the, in the service except those that I have known. But God, I prayed, if there's one, just one, that's here with sin, or they have remorse or guilt, you want to write their sins in sand tonight. Bow your heads with me. God.